Time out when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. NBC Sports will present three games on this upcoming NFL Super Wild Card weekend, including the NFL's first ever exclusively live stream playoff game. That'll be Saturday night on Peacock at 8 Eastern. It's the Kansas City Chiefs hosting Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins. Jason Garrett will be the game analyst Saturday night with the Dolphins and the Chiefs, and he'll be working with Mike Tirico and Kaylee Hartung. And the uh, former Cowboys coach joins us on the program. How do you prepare your team for cold weather if you're Mike McDaniels going into Kansas City and they're talking about being one of the coldest games in NFL playoff history? Hey, Happy New Year, Dan. Happy New it's, Year, Coach. Uh, it's, it's, it's a real challenge uh, for anybody. And, and, and the one thing I'd like to add, though, is it's a challenge for Kansas City, too. You know, they, they played in some of these games uh, for a lot of years, but they're going to be impacted by how cold it is and handling the football and all of that. You know, Miami has had games in New York and Buffalo and New England, so they've had to deal with it a little bit. But this seems a little extreme. I don't know if there's anything you really can do in practice uh, to simulate it when you're down there in South Florida. I mean, I, w what do you do? You know, I, I do think you want to talk about, you know, how you want the players to dress, the gloves, the sleeves, all those kinds of things. You know, really, really get with your equipment staff and, and talk those things through. And if you have to mandate some things, mandate some things. But it's a challenge. It'll be a challenge for both sides. But do you coach differently in, in weather like this? Game plan oh, different. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt the, the weather's going to impact the game on both sides. And, you know, for the Dolphins, you know, you could argue that they're going to be impacted more, not only because they're from, from Miami, but their style of play is so high-flying, right? They're such a fast team. It's a Santa Monica track club. Every time the ball is snapped, they got so many different guys that can attack you. And there's no doubt that when it's zero degrees and you're playing on that grass and the wind's blowing, that slows you down. You know, you know the, the tough physical teams that can run the ball, it plays more to their favor. Now, Kansas City on the other side, 
They've been a high-flying outfit for a long time, less so this year. They've evolved a little bit as a team. They've become a more physical team, so maybe it works to their advantage. But both teams are going to be impacted. What's it like when your quarterback maybe doesn't have the same kind of confidence in, in every receiver? Like, let, let's say Patrick Mahomes, he knows Kelsey, but these other receivers drop the ball. Does that, is that conscious, subconscious when you're calling plays or getting ready to throw to a receiver? Oh, I don't think there's any doubt that it is, especially with where they've been. You know, <laughs> this is the record-setting offense of the last four or five years, and they've been to heights that no other offenses have been to for a long time. And now they seem a lot more pedestrian, a lot more normal. And I do think that what you're talking about is real. You know, time and time again, when you go to a guy and you don't get the result you want, and not only are they not making the, the big spectacular plays that we're so used to seeing them make, they're not making the ordinary plays. And, uh, you know, there's a great story about Phil Jackson and, and, and Michael Jordan from years ago when Phil Jackson first got there and Jordan was already just a star, as you know, and um, – you know, Phil kind of brought him into the office and said, you got to throw the ball to these different guys. you got to throw it to these guys that you know, it can't just be you every time. And he was like, well, that guy drops the ball, and good things don't happen when I throw it to him. And Phil seemed to convince him to say, I got that, but the more you give them chances, the more confident they're going to be. And, and I think that's the case. That's a good lesson for quarterbacks. You know, when you're, when you're dealing with young guys who haven't had that much success – you have to keep trying to instill confidence in them and belief in them and maybe have to overlook some of the drops because over time you're going to need them. And I think Rasheed Rice is a great example for their team, the growth and development of this guy over the course of the year. He's a real force now. And, and I think Patrick has to be willing to do that with some of the other guys to, to have them continue to grow even at this late date if they want to make a run of the playoffs. I'm going to make you owner of the Patriots. What do you do? Um, you know, I have such immense respect for Coach Belichick and what he's done. I, I, th I think you have a conversation with him and say, okay, he here's where we are. These are my concerns. Is there a way that we can restructure this thing and keep you as the coach? And so I would start there. Okay. Instead of saying, hey, it's all on you to make every decision in the organization, can we structure it in a way where – um, you know, we bring a general manager back in there, maybe some you're familiar with, and, and let's keep going down the road. We're going to have to make some hard decisions on staff and on players, but let's get, keep this thing going. Short of that, if you're not satisfied with what that answer is, I think it's time to move on, and I think both guys would embrace a fresh start. You're the owner of the Bears. Um. You know, this is a hard one for me because Matt Eberflus worked for us in Dallas for a long time, and he's a, he's a dear friend. And I think, you know, what he's done for the last part of this year should be encouraging to Bears fans, particularly with Justin Fields, how he's played. Um, having said that, you, you have to pull back and say, okay, do, do, do we have an opportunity to go get someone who we think can be really impactful and difference-making? The obvious one would be Jim Harbaugh. Are we, are we comfortable with a guy like that? And then the other decision is, what do we do with the quarterback? Justin Fields has really improved. I, I think he's, he's shown a lot of people how good a player he can be. But are these two guys coming out in the draft? 
difference-making generational players. You know, so, so, so I think you have two really workable options, promising as a head coach and promising as a quarterback. But then do we want to go get the big fish, so to speak? So th- th- those, those are the discussions. <laughs> Jason Garrett, Football Night in America, studio analyst. He'll be on the call with Mike Tirico, Kaylee Hartung. That'll be Saturday night streaming on Peacock, the Chiefs, and the Dolphins. Yeah, just trying to understand what's going on now with the coaching situation. Now Mike Vrabel just became available. Why is Mike Vrabel out of a job, in your opinion? Uh, hard for me to know about the inner workings of the organization. Uh, you know, I, I'm such a Vrabel fan. They did such a good job there. Uh, but but from the start of maybe the middle of last year through the end of this season, they were a different team. And I, and I think the record shows that. They had been a team that was so hard to beat. And then they became a team that was a lot easier to beat. And, uh, you know, as the head coach, you have to own that. Clearly there was a, there was a difference in personnel, the A.J. Brown trade was certainly something I think everyone points to as, as highlighting maybe a, different, a difference in philosophy uh, between the coaching staff and the personnel department. But, but it seems like since the middle of last year, they've been different. And, you know, what discussions they had, you know, yesterday and leading up to yesterday, who knows? Does he want to be there? Does he want to go to New England as the next head coach there? I mean, maybe those kinds of things came up. He's certainly a really good coach and uh, and won't be out of work long. What would be your concern or concerns for the Cowboys hosting the Packers this weekend? Uh, just that they that they don't play the way they're capable of playing. Uh, they're a really good team. And, you know, a lot of people have said, hey, they've beaten – teams with less than 500 record, all of that. Well, you only can play the teams that are on your schedule. And in most of those games, except for Arizona, you, you know, they dominated them. And, and they, they had a rough one against San Francisco early. They had a rough one against Philly. You know, uh, the, the Miami thing, the Buffalo thing, you know, those are the ones where you say, hey, against the better teams, how did they do? But at the end of it, they won 12 out of 17. And, and, and they're really good in all three phases of their team. So the big challenge for them is to go be who they are. Don't let the, 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 the pressure of the playoffs or you know, recent history impact you in a negative way. They're a better team than Green Bay. They should win the game, particularly at home. What was it like when you're coaching and you hear that Jerry Jones has said something and then the media comes over and wants to ask you about that? You know the media love that. They love that idea of he said this and didn't you say this before and trying to provide a rift between us and you, you know that that never was a big issue for me. You know because I because I knew the conversation that Jerry Jones and I had. Sometimes the perception of things were such that oh you're over here he's over here you're not on the same page all of that. You know. Uh, we tried to have honest conversations about things we're doing. If you had to undo some things because maybe he was emotional after a game, hey, undid it. But, uh, you know, ultimately uh, uh, there are some of those landmines that you have to deal with as a coach, particularly in a high-profile environment. It just comes with the dinner. Yeah, I just I felt bad for Mike McCarthy the other day when Jerry said, "Hey, you know, his record speaks for itself," and uh, you know, just giving all these 
you know, plaudits to him, and then at the very end, it was basically, well, we'll see how it goes game to game as far as, you know, Mike McCarthy's future. So Jerry almost had the perfect response. <laughs> then he had to add, but we're going to see how it goes game to game. How would you yeah, feel if you're you Mike know, my, McCarthy? My, yeah, Mike's done such a great job there. He's done a great job throughout his career, and they've been one of the better teams in the league the last few years. And, you know, he knows more than anybody that, you know, it's a day-to-day, week-to-week, year-to-year business, and the bottom line is winning, and there's a lot of expectation in Dallas for them to take the next step and to go win. So, you know, he's done a great job kind of locking in and keeping his team locked in. You just got to kind of move on. It, it, it's, it's, all part of, it's all part of that job, and he's handled it beautifully. Have fun on a Saturday night there. Uh, is, yeah. <laughs> is your wife helping you uh, with your wardrobe there on Saturday night? You know, we, we both decided we had to start packing early, you know. <laughs> and I don't know how you pack for a game. I, you know, this is this is new territory for me. Zero degrees, calling a game in Kansas City with the window open. <laughs> don't don't wear gloves when you're on camera. Like, act tough, okay? Yeah, don't wear gloves on camera? Well, just when they go to you in the booth there. I mean, Tariko's going to have gloves on. I know that. Really? Okay. Yeah. But you know what? Don't be afraid to not have the hat. Now, once the camera's off of you, you can bundle up. But I think, you know, you got to show that you're tough. You're East Coast tough. Yeah, I don't think hat, right? We can't do a hat. Nah. Right? Well, it depends on how long you're on camera, Coach. Yeah, you're exactly right. (laughs) Don't do earmuffs, okay? I think quick changes are going to be critical. (laughs) Uh, Good to talk to you. Safe travels. Thank you. Thanks. Always good talking to you. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. You too, Coach. Jason Garrett, Football Night in America. And uh, NBC Sports is going to present the uh, Super Wild Card Weekend, the first ever exclusively live-streamed playoff game this Saturday night on Peacock at 8 Eastern. And they're talking about being one of the coldest games on record, certainly in playoff history. And it's on this date where I know where I was, and that was Riverfront Stadium, the Bengals in 1982 beat the Chargers 27-7. This was known as the Freezer Bowl. That uh, the wind chill was minus 59. Minus 59. It was it was a minus nine temperature, but the winds were. If you could have, if I was gambling, well, I was gambling back then, but I uh, didn't even think of calling my bookie to go when I saw the Chargers come onto the field. If, if you could have said to them right there, guys, you're going to lose by four points and uh, you're going to play well and you're going to get the respect of everybody, but you can go right in the locker room, get on the plane, and go home. I wonder how many would go, all right, sounds good to me. They were, and the Bengal, Bengals offensive lineman came out with no sleeps. And I went, oh, my God. And the Chargers came out, they were all bundled up, Dan Fouts. Air Coriel, and and it was it was for you know chance to go to the Super Bowl, and then they went to the Super Bowl and ended up losing to uh, Joe Montana. Yeah, Paul. I've got the latest report for Kansas City weather on Saturday. During the day, the high is ten. During the evening, the low will be minus six and breezy. Chance of, chance of late night snow sixty percent. So there could be some flurries as well. But at game time, it could be negative, likely negative. Can you imagine that football hit your hands? Be like knock a finger off or something. Yeah, Paul. Do announcers and broadcasters, I, you told me before that sometimes when they're doing a live shot, they'll take the hat off or the jacket to look 
good on air, like in a cold weather environment. And then pop it right back on. You know? Well, I didn't want to wear a hat. I remember I was in Philadelphia a couple of years ago for the Falcons and the Eagles. And it was cold. And Rodney and Tony had no problem wearing a hat, but they live in Atlanta and Florida. And I thought, you know what? I got to kind of carry the flag for you know people who are in you know cold weather climate. You know, that Midwest toughness there. And now I had a heater underneath me, but I didn't want to wear gloves because you can't, like, flip your papers. And then I wasn't going to wear a hat because I just don't look good in a hat. Yes, Marv. At NFL games, the heated benches are the warmest things ever. You could sleep on those. So I see <laughs> when the guys get off the field, they run to those right right away. And there's heat, you know, there's heaters that are oh blasting. My God. Yes, I mean anywhere they can find some heat, and you see the punters and the special teams people, you know, trying to you know warm up their hands. And I was like, how can you think when it's this cold? But that's why I always love Bud Grant because he was looking for the ultimate home field advantage with the Vikings when they played at Metropolitan Stadium. He didn't allow heat on the sidelines, the benches. Because if you don't have it on your side, the other side doesn't get it either. And, you know, those Vikings players, I mean, they had to be miserable. But they were the purple people eaters, and they're over there on the sidelines, and it it just has to be crushing how cold that was. But his whole thing was, and he's a tough guy, he was like, hey, we're fine. This is the true home field advantage. And you want to let that team know they're coming into your stadium. you got to deal with our elements there. All right, let me take a break. We'll uh, get to uh, some phone calls, update our poll results. Got a busy show. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network Insider, a little later on. Michigan grad NFL Network host Rich Eisen stops by as well. Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough Cavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromise and also uncensored by the way so maybe we'll go at it even a little harder it's going to be the best after show podcast of all time there you go over promising and remember you could see it on youtube but definitely join us listen to over promised with cavino and rich on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. 
And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. We'll check in with Ian Rappaport of NFL Network and uh, get his thoughts on some of the coaching moves that have already taken place. Uh, Mike Brable being fired. How does that shake things up? He'll join us coming up. Sean Payton has a decision to make on Russell Wilson and his future, and he had this to say at his press conference yesterday. There's so many things that go into um, a decision specific to the quarterback, which is significant, obviously. Um, so it's too early at all. I, I, I spent half an hour with Russ yesterday, you know, and I, I told him, I said, look, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be a long, drawn-out process, but, um, but it hasn't been decided relative to what our plans are. Okay, judging from that response, it feels like Russell Wilson will be elsewhere next year. But I wonder if Sean Payton truly wants Russell Wilson back. Let's say, let's take money out of this. Does he want him back? And I don't know if that's an affirmative. Because it feels like, I don't know, just the sideline treatment of Russell Wilson. It's like, hey, I didn't want you, but I got you. They paid me a ton of money. And I probably wanted the Chargers job. So let's see if you can do something great again like you did in Seattle. But with that contract, I can't imagine that Sean Payton's going to go. Now, if you're Russell Wilson, do you call their bluff and say, let's restructure my deal? He's still going to get paid, but I would call their bluff. I, I get it. You know, it's, your, your feelings are going to be hurt. They're probably hurt. But if I'm Russ and I want to stay, you built, you know, you bought this mansion out there in, in uh, Colorado. Your family's settling there. Just had another baby. Do you just say, all right, let's restructure this? I think even if he says they'll restructure, I don't know if they'll entertain that. 
Uh, but that's uh, that's Sean Payton on on Russell Wilson. Also, we'll hear from Rod Gronkowski, who says that uh, he thinks Bill Belichick wants to stay with the Patriots. Well, it sounded like that when Belichick said, look, I'll relinquish some of my power here. So this doesn't feel like it's going to be a mutual parting there. It'll be, they'll make it a mutual parting. This guy would know better than me. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, National Insider. By the way, Dolphins Chiefs, Saturday at 8 Eastern exclusively on Peacock. Ian, let me start with the Patriots. What do you think this comes down to for Robert Kraft and or Bill Belichick? I mean, I would say the simplest way to say it is, I think it came down to, comes down to what's the best for the organization, right? Because we're all, I think this thing has kind of gone a couple different ways. I think mid-season, probably after Germany, people were kind of like, yeah, you know, I guess Bill will probably be out. And it's like, okay, and yeah, maybe. And then you watch this team really, really close, and they are not that talented. I mean, they're really not. They are not like one of the bottom rosters in the NFL. They played really hard. They played really tough. They lost a lot of football games, and they looked like a team that, continue to play for their head coach. What that means, I do not know. And I think Belichick kind of made it clear in his postseason presser, like, he is not quitting. Like, he wants to be back. He is under contract. Um, if he is going to be gone, they are going to have to fire him. I was told that Robert Kraft does not want to fire him. So I don't know if these two men will get together and say, here's the best path forward. I also say this. If Belichick is going to leave, let's say not get fired, but let's say it's at some point they get to a mutual parting, I believe it will be with a place where he knows that he is wanted. So I know everyone wants a quick solution. And as someone who spends a lot of time covering these things, I also would like a quick solution. (laughs) Um, I don't know that it's going to be quick at all because there's so many moving parts. And like, you know, the... The Titans took two days to to deal with Mike Vrabel's situation, and he had been there six years. Belichick has been there for two decades. This might take a minute. But how surprising is the Vrabel firing, and what it, what does that mean for the uh, coaching searches for for teams after hearing that news yesterday? Yeah, I would say um, pretty significant. And I wasn't totally surprised. You know, you could sort of sense. And my good buddy Tom Pelissero did an article on this kind of right at the end of the season. Something was not right. I mean, all the rumors came out. You know, he's sitting next to the Crafts in a box. He's there for the Patriots Hall of Fame induction. And then he co- and all these rumors come out. And then he comes back and, like, no one addresses anything. And I think inside the building, I'm not talking about general manager Rand Carthon. I thought the relationship was fine. Like, good, fine, workable, fine. Um, he never from my understanding, Vrabel never stepped to the owner and was like, hey, these rumors are ridiculous. Like, I want to be here. Just kind of, everyone just kind of went on. Um, and I'm not sure that Amy Adamstrunk forgot that. You know what I mean? So, like, I think when there was an option of, like, maybe we should make a move, here's how we want things, would you agree with this? And he was like, I'm not so sure. I think then it became clear, like, we need someone who was all in going forward and – like it, it's time for a new coach. And obviously you say, well, what does this mean for New England? I think what it means is if, 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 if the Patriots move on from Belichick, there is a really, really good coach, a proven good head coach who's a viable option. Jim Harbaugh's options. How many options do you think he has in the NFL? I know he has some interest. I know he has some interest. I also know in the last two years, yeah, two years he's had interest as well. Vikings, Broncos. 
you know, I think had he come in and said that he was definitely taking the Broncos job, I think he would have had a good shot at it last year. Ultimately, he did not. You know, lightning has to strike to for a coach to get offered a job. It has to be literally perfect. So I can't say right now, I know for sure that Harbaugh has a spot. I know there is interest. I know when he has gone in the past into these interviews, he hasn't really viewed them as interviews. It's more been like, I am Jim Harbaugh. Uh, I would like to see the offer now. Like, it's sort of like that. And maybe he's earned that, you know? Um, but I would say at least there's interest. I don't know if there's going to be an offer. And I, and I know there's an offer on the table for Michigan to stay that he would be more than fine with. Chicago going to stay with Matt Eberflus? So right as we were going on, the reason I was a little late getting to my Zoom, uh, sources have said that the Bears have fired offensive coordinator Luke Getze uh, and Andrew Ginoco, their quarterbacks coach. That is obviously a very significant move for the Chicago Bears. And you look at the development of the quarterback, you look at are they going to have a new quarterback or not? Like there's a lot. There's a lot there. Um, that is a very significant move for the Bears. That also, if you're going to fire the offensive coordinator, generally it's the head coach making the call. Generally that means the head coach is safe. I had received indications that the head coach was safe before the end of the season. Those have not been firmed up, and no one has said, like, yes, he is definitely staying. But you make a significant offensive move, generally that indicates the coach is probably sticking. All right, so the Bears have fired their offensive coordinator. And their yes. quarterbacks coach. And their quarterbacks coach. Okay. Which leads you to believe they will do what with the number one overall pick, given that information? I don't know. I wish I knew. Uh, I would like to know the evaluations of Drake May. I'd like to know the evaluations of Caleb Williams. I'd like to know the evaluations of, you know, whoever else would figure into that spot. And I think that's really what this is. It's, it's not did Justin Fields do well enough to – uh, to stick around. Like, he did very well. By the end of the year, Justin Fields looked really good. That's actually not sort of what makes the decision. What makes the decision is I have these evaluations of these quarterbacks who are coming out of the draft. How do I compare that with what I've seen from Justin Fields on an NFL field plus the contract that Justin Fields would be getting plus, you know, compare that to the cheaper contract a rookie would be getting plus the compensation you'd be getting when you trade fields, it's all a mathematical equation, essentially. But the unknown is how good is Caleb Williams? Like some people think he's Mahomes. Very possible. Some people think he is not. It's also possible. It's the biggest decision that Ryan Poles will ever make. Um, and I don't think they're there yet. You see in Rappaport, NFL Network National Insider, the uh, insiders at 1 Eastern on uh, Monday through Friday on NFL Network. Also, Dolphins Chiefs, that'll be Saturday night on Peacock exclusively, where weather is going to be an issue. Could you oh, could you could you rank the openings right now? If we went with Carolina and the Chargers in Washington, Vegas, Atlanta, you have you have one place where you go, that's the ideal place, that's where I'd start and ownership and all of that and salary cap stuff. You know, it's so hard. I think there are such they're not always good ones because a lot of times if a team is terrible, it's not a good opening. I would say if – I think the Chargers is really good because you have the quarterback. And, like, you get there. And now with that comes expectations. You're going to get to the Chargers job with a really uh, star-studded roster. Um, 
you know, you're going to get there and you're going to say, you really need to win, right? Um, I would say the Falcons have everything but a quarterback. So if you're confident you can get a quarterback, that's a really good job. Panthers would certainly, um, you know, Panthers would certainly take some time. That's a good job if you believe in the quarterback, I would say. What about the so, owner? To me, and this is just me, I don't really see an issue there, right? Like, to me, he is an owner who wants to win very badly, very, very badly, intensely badly. Now, that's separate from the thing that happened in the Jaguars game, throwing a drink. That was bad. That was bad. But I'm just saying, as an owner, you know, did he make a rash decision with Frank Frank Reich? Like, I, I don't know. It was not working. It was real ugly. It was not working. Um. So, I don't, to me, like, you have an owner who's intensely committed to winning. That is okay, even if sometimes it makes people uncomfortable. I like the Washington job because you got the second pick in the draft. That's a great fan base. You can go in and you got new ownership backing you. What do you think of Washington? Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely like the Washington job. Um, it might take a minute. You know, I certainly think it might take a minute. Um, you need a quarterback. I think you're probably going to get one with the number two pick. It's a harder build. But, and, you know, then there's the other, like, there's going to be the stadium things that are going on. There's the business side that needs to be fixed. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. But it seems to be that the new ownership group really gets it and has proven they get, they get it. You know what I mean? Um, and so I would say that's a really good job. It would just take a little longer to be a really good job. What is the uh, earliest time frame that a coach can be hired? Um, In-person interviews for those who are currently employed can't begin until the 22nd. So if it's Jim Harbaugh and you complete the DEI requirements, he could be hired sooner. That kind of gives him a little bit of an advantage. But, like, these are all going to be a while. Now, Antonio Pierce could be hired a little quicker. You know, they could do two interviews with people of color who are not currently employed and then just hire Antonio Pierce. Um, so I think Harbaugh or Pierce could happen quicker. Everything else is going to be like, you know, around championship weekend or after or God, like after, after the, all that, you know. But Antonio Pierce, the Raiders still have to abide by the Rooney rule. Yes. Two coaches, at least of color, who are not currently employed okay. in the building by the Raiders. Yes. Ian, thank thank you. Uh, Good luck this weekend, and we appreciate your time. All right. Thanks, man. Enjoyed it. Take care. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network Insider. Once again, you can watch the game exclusively on Peacock, our home. That'll be Saturday night. It's the Kansas City Chiefs, Miami Dolphins. Um, Rob Gronkowski, the uh, soon-to-be Hall of Fame tight end for the Patriots, had this to say on the Today Show about Bill Belichick. Well, I know that that Coach Belichick definitely wants to stay with the New England Patriots. He's a he's a Patriot for life. He's a six-time Super Bowl champion. He's like grandfather claws in. I would say it's all up to Mr. Kraft on what direction he wants to go with the New England Patriots. And in the end, when it really comes down to it, I think he's going to keep Coach Bill Belichick as the head coach for at least another year. Okay, that's Gronk. Well, Belichick is under contract. That was the Today Show that Gronk was on. Gronk's on the Today Show? I guess. Really? He's going to stay? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
I didn't think Gronk would say, oh, they're going to fire him or he's out of there. Uh, but looking at these Vegas odds, you know, the second best odds for Belichick are to stay in New England. Yes. He, he was delivering that like it was like a second grade grader uh, reading their science project. Wow. Let me hear a little bit more of uh, Gronk there. Well, I know that that Coach Belichick definitely wants to stay with the New England Patriots. He's a he's a Patriot for life. He's a six-time Super Bowl champion. He's like grandfather claws in. I would say it's all up to Mr. Kraft on what direction he okay. wants to go. All right. All right. So he's in front of the class there, and he's reading his report. I think it's up to Mr. Kraft, and I think that he's going to stay there. Tectonic plates are gigantic pieces of the Earth's crust uh, with the mantle. And then uh, volcanoes are... Yes, Paul. The Grand Canyon is grand, hence Grand Canyon. Let me tell you something. If they make... You know, they made... uh, If they make Gronk the co-host of the day show, I'm tuning in. Can you imagine? Oh, that's not going to happen. We're making a summer salad today with uh, Paul Rudd. The Taj Mahal doesn't have halls. Uh-huh. It's a Taj Ma. There's no halls. Yes, Todd. I use paper mache and two double D batteries. <laughs> That's a great call by Steve. Thank, said, just like a thank. Uh, <laughs> the crust, the plates grind together. That's how we get earthquakes. Busted. My family vacation. We went to Disney World. <laughs> Well, that's Andrew Luck that you kind of morphed yes. into. Yeah. It's a little bit different than Gronk. Busted. No, I'm talking about your serve. Oh, okay. A-A-R-P or whatever. What, what, what's he do? The uh, Air Force? USAA. <laughs> oh, he's priceless. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Well, looks like the Chicago Bears are going to stay with their head coach. Adam Schefter reporting Matt Eberflus officially expected to return for the 2024 season per league sources, but... As Ian Rappaport just mentioned, that the Bears have fired their offensive coordinator and their quarterbacks coach. So read into that as you will, because are you going to stay with Justin Fields? Which it certainly sounds like they're going to do that. All right. Final hour of the program, our good buddy Rich Eisen from NFL Network fame will join us. The Rich Eisen Show on Roku in a moment here. Let me get some business out of the way. If you'd like to dial us up, you can. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. All quiet on the Patriots front. The Titans are looking for a new head coach as after Mike Vrabel was uh, unceremoniously shown the door after six years and three playoff appearances. We say good morning if you're watching on Peacock, our streaming partner. Download the app if you haven't done so. And we make way for the NFL Network host and also Michigan grad. Or maybe it should be Michigan grad and NFL Network host, Rich Eisen. Rich, well, I mean, if you're morning. looking for the right words, Dan, to introduce me, just call me National Champion, Rich Eisen. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. If you don't mind, National Champion. All right. Is that okay with you? All right. Uh, you more likely, you more likely or less likely to lose your head coach because of a national championship? Um, I think more likely. Uh, I think it was likely either way, um, straight up. But you never know with Jim Harbaugh. I do not know. <laughs> I have no earthly idea um what what he will consider most important everything you hear coming out of ann arbor is that it won't be money that keeps him coming back uh to michigan it would be the search of putting in lombardi in his trophy case um the, the elusive one and um we'll also find out uh again the thing his setup in ann arbor is um to his liking, not just professionally, but apparently he lives next door to his parents who can mm -hmm. come by and see the grandkids. He feeds his chickens in the backyard when the kids, the, the, uh, when the students come by, uh, he's already turned around his thought apparently about eating chicken. Once upon a time, it was a nervous bird. Now he's eating chicken again. I have no idea. Nobody knows. Um, but I would just guess that obviously mission accomplished. That's what he was coming back to school to do. He has accomplished that mission. And um, if he moves on, uh, it would be totally understandable. How do you respond to the haters who think that this title is tainted? I mean, should I respond to them in the same way? One of my favorite uh, sound bites from our from our Sports Center years, Dan, was uh, Patrick Waugh saying, "I can't, I can't hear you with my ring in my ear." You know what I mean? Like that's that's the answer. <laughs> the haters 
Come on, man. I mean, seriously, um, the the proverbial usually um, when people or teams or athletes, coaches win championships and say no one can take it away from us. There's the NCAA. They might attempt <laughs> to take it away from us this entire time uh, that has been percolating. Uh, but let him try. Um, and uh, Charles Woodson said it on my show when I had him on after the Rose Bowl victory. If if people talk about asterisks or tainted, as I know you guys have on the program, um, that the bottom line is I'll just put on my national championship hat and my shirt and go about my business. I'm not used to being the villain, Dan. I'm not used to rooting for a team and being the villain. Um, I'm learning on the fly. Um, and so that's the way I'm going with it okay. right now. Well, we've had, we had Michigan callers a few yesterday, and mm-hmm. uh, I said, well, how would you feel if this was Ryan Day at Ohio State and they were going through this? Would you be as lenient, as you uh, objective as you want everybody else to be with Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, Connor Stallions? Well, you know what? I mean, a shoe on the other foot? I yeah. mean, I, I've been there and done that. I had my ass kicked by Ohio State for so long. And, um, of course, I would be viewing it completely differently. I'm not going to lie and say that uh, my objectivity uh, in the Michigan-Ohio State's uh, rivalry wouldn't affect my, you know, my thought process, uh, of course. Um, You know, but the bottom line is the script is entirely flipped. You know, like a George Burns body-switching 80s movie, Dan. Like, we are now in Ohio State's body. They are in the Michigan body that, uh, for years, Dan, how many times did I come on your program in the early years of Harbaugh, and you're asking me, can Jim do it? Is he going to be able to do it? Do you want him out? Yeah. You've, you've put me on many different... Uh, well, when they seats. were 2-4, and four, Rich, during the pandemic, and they told him to take a pay cut, I wasn't yeah. the only one asking that question. No, no. I'm, but I'm just pointing out, as we're sitting here in this forum, the number of times where I, I, I was um, asked uncomfortable questions, and I'm not saying they were not legitimate. Of course they were. But uh, I, I, it, it was a tough time. It was a tough time. And I heard from Ohio State fans all the time. I heard from Ohio State players uh, coming on this program. I heard about it all the time. And now... I don't hear very much, and it's awesome. It is truly awesome at this point in time, three straight years making the national um, championship playoffs and now the national championship game and winning it all. Uh, it, it is it is a spike the football moment, sure, to the haters, but just in general to the millions upon millions upon millions of Michigan fans that are out there that have been waiting and generations have been waiting because this is better than 97. 97 was beat Washington State and then have an argument. This is now, you know, the argument is, is there an asterisk? Is there a taint? Whatever. Who knows? I don't, I don't know. And I don't care because for sure what we saw against Alabama and what we saw against Ohio State before that and what we saw against Washington is a deeper, more talented team and a better coached team winning snap to snap, quarter to quarter, and then game to game, and that I don't think you can dispute that. No, I can't, the performance, but it'll be disputed that somebody was doing something and it benefited somebody. Uh, so I, I, I think, you know, the NCAA is going to take five years to get around to this. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh might be on his second job after leaving Michigan. <laughs> Maybe he's back at Michigan, but I just think that they're they're going to have to look at this and say, well, we suspended you for six games. 
Now, they're two separate incidents, but, you know, you sat down for three and you said you were fighting it, then you didn't. That, to me, was a telltale sign. If he fought it, great. I don't want to have, you know, this hanging over Michigan. They were a great team this year, but there's still some baggage that is there and it doesn't fit in the overhead bin. I don't think we're ever going to find out what Connor Stallion's legion of phone videoers were were actually put in the hands of somebody and actually pinpointed to a moment where Michigan won a down. Uh, I mean, the, when, when this all happened, Dan, the video that came out of C.J. Stroud pre-snap uh, in a game against Michigan, and you could see behind him Michigan defenders uh, or kids on the sideline jumping and pointing to the sky, and Stallions was whispering in the ears of the defensive coordinator and the coach at the time. Everyone was like, there it is, like the Rick Dalton gif from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There it is, that's it. And then when you actually look at the play, C.J. Stroud scored on that drive. Let me tell you this, Dan, the number of times that apparently – Connor Stallions cheated to Michigan's success against Ohio State. I wish that would have put me in a rocking chair much sooner than they did on the actual day when Michigan was actually down at halftime. Is that what it was? Like the, the, the cheating, they were just holding back just enough for Michigan to not lead by halftime? And again, Dan, how many times have you been on vacation with your beautiful family and you're standing there in one, a wonderful vista and uh, you're maybe taking a selfie. I don't know if you're a selfie guy. And then somebody goes, hey, let me take this photograph for you. And you hand them your phone. And they take, like, forever to shoot the cat. And then they hand you back your phone. And the photograph is thoroughly unusable. Like, there's no chance. You're thinking in your head as the photograph's being taken. This is going to be the holiday card I sent to Rich and Susie and everyone else. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and that's how I'll swap family cards with the Bermans. You know, and so bottom line is you get handed back an unusable photograph. So every video that Connor Stallion's minions took was not only pristine and perfect and captured exactly what they were looking for, but it wound up in the proper hands to be used at the proper time to the best effect. Listen, that's for the haters and that's for the NCAA to figure out. But Jim sat down for six games, and he did sit down for three, and the three most difficult ones, including one where he found out he was being sat on the flight out on a day that courts were closed and Michigan couldn't push back because it was a national holiday. Purposeful? Who knows? For another day. Bottom line is there's a banner, there's a ring, and that banner will always fly in Michigan Stadium. And I can never ever ever thank and repay these kids and the coaches and the staff of michigan enough because it has been an incredible run incredible talking to a michigan grad rich eisen nfl network host you couldn't tell no could not <laughs> yeah. tell all right um if you had to guess on bill belichick yeah what would you it would be uh, it would be parting ways i think and going where i don't know that i have no earthly idea Nobody if does. If you're the NFL, where would you want to place him? Uh, Washington, D.C. Okay. Put him in the money division. Have him take on the Giants, his old team, twice a year. Um, have him, um, you know, hooked up with a generationally talented quarterback uh, at this stage of his career in the same way Greg Popovich has been hooked up with Wembanyama at this part of his career. Um, let him go against Dallas twice a year on Thanksgiving once in a while, let him go into Philadelphia um, and try and bring the commanders back to prominence. 
um, in late windows on Fox as much as possible <laughs> against the like that's if you're the league, I think that's where you would pinpoint his location. Next, I, I saw where the ratings for the entire season for the NFL were up seven percent, mm-hmm. and that's hard to do because I don't know where you're getting your audience from. And I don't know how much ratings matter to the NFL from the standpoint of you have Amazon on Thursday night, you're going to have Peacock streaming this playoff game. Yeah. So I don't know. Like they sent the message out up 7%, but then I don't know if ratings matter to the NFL. I know they matter to their partners. Sure. But, but you know, is that a interesting I mean, number to you? If I, if I had to guess... Again, the international series, obviously I'm biased because I call most of those games. But I think fans dig that early fourth window. I think East Coast fans dig that 9.30 a.m. kick on certain weeks. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, Christmas Eve night, triple headers on Saturday, double headers on ESPN on back-to-back Saturdays. um, Because I think the NFL has been really smart in placing their markers on weekends when college football is done with its regular season and its conference championship season and kind of seeds the ground to get ready for the once upon a time most wonderful time of the year um the nfl is kind of sneaking in there um that friday game on amazon the the black friday game that i think is going to be uh huger and huger every year uh if i had to guess that's probably where the audiences came from all right, if I, if I said that you could win a sports Emmy. Okay. Or Jim Harbaugh goes back to Michigan. You can't have both. Only one. You and your show. Okay. Win a sports Emmy. Or Jim Harbaugh comes back to Michigan. Now, my guys are hearing this question around me, Dan. So you said me, and then you said my show. Well, it's your show, but it's your, your, your crew there, too. Uh, okay, so my crew would be honored as well yeah, as Yes, it'd be me. the Rich Eisen show. Okay, no, you said I would win an Emmy, so again, because as well, you, you know... Well, you would go I'm up ha- and get it. You'd go I'm get it. I'm halfway to Susan Lucci in terms of the sports host. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that, you know, I I, I, I sit in, uh, in starving and thirsty for three and a half hours until they finally announce that award every year. Yeah, um, but it I'm never changed into- my life when I won a sports Emmy. So I'm just telling you it it won't change your life but it could change <laughs> uh you'd like to find you out like, if it'll change I your walk life down the street and say that's the guy who finally beat Tariko? yeah answer the question the guy, it's the guy who finally beat your crew Bernie? your crew wants you to answer would you rather the show one yes. of sports emmy or jim I harbaugh would, comes back I to would, mission I would rather the show win an Emmy instead of Jim Harbaugh coming back to Michigan. Okay, all right. I don't know if you see what I'm doing at the same time. No, no, it's not. That's not working. You're shaking your head. That that they. Okay. Sorry to lie detector. Lie detector. Radio audience out of the joke. Lie detector. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. What moves you? What what, dude? Does any sports (laughs) team move you in the same way that Michigan moves me? Are you Are you out of that game? I've, I've been out of that game since I went to ESPN. What do you mean? It's called being a journalist, Rich. <laughs> it's called being a journalist. All right? 
being a but it, but shows like this, Dan. It's called the Dan Patrick Show. But, uh, it's not no, called the journalism show I that want, Dan Patrick brings you. They want people, fans want to know what you think and moves you and what what moves me moves is a great story. Right. I don't. I don't have any rooting allegiance anymore. None for anything. No. No. You don't watch a Bengals game? No. I'm trying to choose any from, again, for Ohio State against Michigan. No. I. You don't deep down root against Michigan, Dan? No. Deep down? I, your Buckeye I, roots? I, I was hoping Michigan would win when they Why? beat them a couple years ago. Yes. If Ohio State keeps beating Michigan, it's not a rivalry. I'm glad mm-hmm. that Michigan won. I am. Okay. It's right. better for the story. It's all about the story. Rich, I'm a storyteller is what I am. I thought you're a tapestry weaver. No. Quite frankly. No. That's what you do is you weave. I'm a you weave. I'm a Tom Rinaldi kind of storyteller. Oh God. The slow fox music? Is that what you're saying? Yes. We play the slow fox music going to break? Yeah. Gotta be a piano? Whenever okay. whenever you see Tom Rinaldi and he's got a piano behind him, oh, somebody died. Somebody died. Here comes Tom Rinaldi. Oh, he's got the piano. No, but if he comes without the piano, you're like, let's do that sit down. You know what I mean? I'll tell you my story. But he brings the piano. That's the same guy. You don't want to be the, the player when they play the slow Fox music to break. You Are you getting a Michigan player. tattoo just like Jim Harbaugh no, is? No, I'm not uh-huh. getting a tattoo, Dan. But I'm going to get my championship hat and my shirt. And I will wear it proudly amongst all the haters. What? 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 The haters. Oh, there it is. Uh, okay. Hey, you haters out there. Hey, you haters out there. No, it's there. not the lyrics. You! you. No, that's... No, I'll send you the lyrics, Dan. Okay. I'll send you the lyric. Uh, okay. It is a great fight song. And a Thank great, you. And a great helmet. Thanks for giving um, me that. Yeah. So congratulations. And in Thank five you, years, I'll have you on the show. Oh, I won't be doing the show when they take away the banner. Oh. So. <laughs> I'll have you on mine now. Okay, that'll be good. I'll come on yeah. your show. All right. You're always welcome. That's man. Rich Eisen. He hosts the Rich Eisen Show on Roku and, of course, NFL Net. He's got a busy, busy weekend coming up. Are you working Saturday and Sunday, Rich? Stan, I'm working as many days as and I possibly can. Good for Blood you. from the stone. Good I'm for there. You. I love it. I'm there for I'm there for America. I love it. I love it. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast. Mini questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.
I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.